Hi. Hello. <laughs> hey, that was good. That, that was, was fine. more a beat for Andrea. That was uh, like <laughs> you going right off the rails is I what know. that was. That was me really excited. She is very excited. I am. It's an exciting day. We have a lot for you. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it well, we're recording this on Sunday the 15th, which is a little <laughs> less interesting than Friday the 13th. Yeah. And by the time you listen to it, it will be not either of those days. It'll be much later. So for the people listening right now, happy belated Friday the 13th. <laughs> that's what we're doing for this episode. But first, Andrea, you have something that you're afraid of for the week. Yes. So I was in a cab here in Cochrane on the way to Enterprise Rental Car because I had to go get a rental car. It's already a bad start. Yeah. Already bad. And... The guy who picked me up was kind of younger guy, like probably 30s, and mm-hmm. like we were chatting. And uh, I started – we were talking about traveling, and he was telling me like about where he's going to go in Europe and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I want to go to like Austria and see Shaktiche Castle, yeah. the castle of Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bathory. Bathory. And I was telling him about it. I was like, oh, the reason I want to go is because – of these murders that she did. Yeah, because there's a gruesome history there. And I think he was thrown off a little. Luckily, he started laughing. But I just realized, I'm like, am I creeping people out with my love of true crime? Is that what you're afraid of? Like, creeping people out? I'm just afraid that people might, if I get into a cab alone with them, think I'm going to kill them. (laughs) Or maybe they'll think that you like true crime so much that you wouldn't mind being murdered by them. Or and that. That's what they've been waiting for. That's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> it does throw some people off. A lot of people aren't into true crime at all, but I mean, true mm-hmm. crime shows are popular, so it can't be like that. No, exactly. Strange. It's very popular. And he just started, he did, like, I went on and on. I was like, yeah, she killed, like, I just kept going on and on because I was trying to make it better, but I was just making it worse. <laughs> and he was laughing uproariously. And I was like, yeah. Thank God he's. Got a sense of humor. Yeah, because like, <laughs> oh, but it's not that bad. She only killed 280. Uh, only only a bunch were confirmed tortured. She was it's just fine. bathing in their blood. That's It's nothing. It's fine. Yeah, and that might have been a rumor. It's fine. It's that, fine. Yeah, like, I mean, it might not even be true. So and then she was walled up. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just digging that grave deeper and deeper and deeper. And yeah. she died there. Horribly. Horribly, which is why I want to go. Don't and you see? Don't you see? Yeah, see, it's not that bad <laughs> when you put it that way. That changes things. Uh, what are you afraid of? Well, now that you're talking about people, like, thinking stuff like that, I'm kind of worried and fearful of the ethics of true crime mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm always, like, worried, like, is it ethical to, like, talk about people? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Some people think that, like, true crime is really unethical. And I think that if you're making it based on a person who's still alive and, like, is doing things, I don't know, then, like, or about a victim who's still alive or families that are, like, recently and still alive, then maybe. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. otherwise, yeah, it's a really, like, fuzzy area, eh? I'm always worried about that. a lot of people are put off by that, especially when you put it in this sort of... Like, the way we do it, where it's conversational and comedic. Yeah. But that is just, like, a way to deal with the anxiety of it. 
It is. And it's just a way to make it lighter so that it's not... Oh, I mean, yeah. we're not trying to make light of it, but... To make it... Yeah, to kind of, like, make it the dark world that we're surrounded by a little bit lighter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And true crime is something that a lot of people are fascinated with. So there are, like, there's that half that are fascinated and, like, you know, Google it and read all these stories. And then there's the other half that's like, oh, my God, that's so not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it depends on what you're doing. Like, we don't make fun of the victims, obviously. And there's a thing, like, you know, my neighbor who I go and walks with and we always see ghosts because mm-hmm. she's cursed, I've decided. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll always make light of a ghost. Like, I believe in what she's saying and I'm not making fun of her at all mm-hmm. or at, of, like, the spirits of the dead at all. But it threw her off for a bit, I think, because she's used to people being more, like, just terrified and deeply respectful and, like, silent and walking away and trying to ignore it, right? Because mm-hmm. that's more what she does because she sees them all the time. And for me, I'm just like, man... If that guy's stuck as a spirit in the Starbucks drive-thru, that would suck. <laughs> that's the last place I'd want my spirit to be trapped. Yeah, that's and bad coffee. Yeah, she was laughing about that. Yeah, because, I don't know, it's kind of an automatic thing, too. Like, I'm not, like, trying to. Yeah. But it's almost like, you gotta. It's mine, too. I automatically make jokes in inappropriate situations. It's just a coping mechanism. At horror movies, too. That's fun. Oh, yeah, horror movies, for sure. Yeah, so now that we've decided we're actually uh, goodly saints. um, Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But that's our our solid answer there. Um, Hopefully you enjoy true crime. Because today... Well, you're listening to us, probably. And there is a lot of that because of Andrea's obsession. So obsessed. She actually found a treat for you today. I cannot believe I had not heard of this because I've heard of a lot. Like, when I listen to other True Crime podcasts and, like, when I'm researching for hours and when you're researching for hours, there's a lot I already have read about. Yeah, there's a ton. That seemed familiar all the time. did not know about this one. You didn't? Okay, so I probably have no idea about it then. No, probably not. Oh, well, we're all about to. <laughs> so this happened on Friday the 13th. Yes. Tell us all about it. So it didn't actually happen on Friday the 13th. Not this one. Yeah, but it is Friday the 13th oriented. Oh. So the guy's name is Mark Branch. Okay. This is the story of Mark Branch. <laughs> you make that sound so cheery. Gather around, <laughs> children, while I tell you a little tale of Mark Branch. <laughs> and the kids are just sitting there waiting to be traumatized. They're, just they're like, like, yay, I hate... it's going to be happy. And... But they're like, no, but this is our teacher, Andrea. She's yeah. going to fucking tell us something horrible. This is why I didn't go into teaching. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I would have been sued multiple times. So, <laughs> October 24th, 1988, in Greenfield, Massachusetts, is where this took place. Mark wow. Branch dressed up as Jason from the Friday the 13th series. Okay. That could scare people. But, so this is, like, it takes place around Halloween, but it is Friday the 13th. A costume. So, so it's, it counts. It counts. So... No one knows the details of what exactly happened, but he entered this woman named Sharon Gregory's house, and her identical twin, Cheryl, so Sharon and Cheryl, found her body in the bathtub. She had gashes in her head, chest, and abdomen. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. So then, of course, there was a manhunt. Yeah. The police believe that he probably, like, they they knew it was him immediately for some, and I'll kind of get into that later, but... It was um, the costume. They, yeah. <laughs> he showed up to it in court. Yeah. He's just like, hi, it wasn't me. <laughs> He's got Innocent. chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they thought he had a psychotic break and that he was mixed up in a fantasy world. Oh. One investigator said that Branch, quote, thinks he's Jason. Oh, no. Yeah. So at the time of the murder, 
Branch was working in the grocery store and he was renting horror movies, like whenever he could from there. Yeah. Um, and they were strictly gory, like, like the gorier the better. Yeah, like slasher movies. Um, they ended up searching his apartment, of course, and there was like a basically a monument to horror in there. Huh. Uh, he had like 75 slasher films, 64 killer related books. Three knives and three goalie masks. Oh, in case he loses one. Like, okay. I know. And the three knives, I'm not... I mean, I have three knives. Uh, yeah, maybe he only had the three and they're like... This Are they is talking the weirdest knife knives? drawer we've ever seen. <laughs> or maybe he had them hanging up. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Or maybe they're just like three butcher knives. Yeah, three like three murder knives. knives. Yeah. Yeah, they, they probably didn't want to like regale the court with the details of every steak knife and yeah. other knife he owned. <laughs> <sighs> they were three knives, but they were butter knives. But we still think he's guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so he barely knew Shan- uh, Sharon, but she was actually writing a Psych 101 paper on him. She went what? to Greenfield Community College, and the paper was about his horror film obsession. Huh. And he didn't like that. Why did why so was I don't she even writing know, it on him? I don't know. I don't even know how they knew each other, but I think, like, she was just using him as, like, a case study example for a psych yeah, paper. Yeah, which is kind of something you should get someone's permission for ahead of time, but, like... Yeah, I'm wondering, like... like they if, barely knew each other. Who cares, right? Yeah, like, how... But, I mean, it was a small town, so they must have known each other, like... I mean, In I think it was a small way. town, but... Greenfield? I mean, like, all the, the details of this so far... That she had an identical twin, that she's writing um, a paper on the killer, that they're in college, yeah. and a place called Greenfield, Massachusetts. Like, it sounds like the plot of it, an old horror movie. It does. I know. It's weird. That's so fucking creepy. Okay. Uh, so the police never found this essay, but it's possible that she just told Branch that she was writing it and wasn't writing it, or yeah. didn't have any of it down. Yeah, like, maybe she's just joking or something. Like, who knows? Uh, yeah. So she had a psychological profile on him. Like, a full psychological profile. Okay, so she wasn't joking. All yeah. Right. I don't know if, like, they didn't find the essay, but she must have, they must have found a psychological profile or something. And he wanted it because, and he didn't like her having it. So he just, like, wanted her to hand it over. And Yeah. Allegedly, he actually took his own life. After a oh. manhunt and a series of sightings across New England, uh, the public found him hanging from a tree in rural Buckland, Massachusetts on November 28th, 1988. Whoa. Well, yeah. something obviously bad was going on with him before he developed this, like, horror obsession. Yeah, like, obviously he was obsessed with it for a while, but then something just snapped and he thought maybe, like, he was he meant he was... to be a, a slasher movie killer. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because that's like almost the plot of the third Halloween movie is like that doctor's like putting on the mask, uh, Michael's mask, mm-hmm. to get into his headspace. And he's like, now I am Michael. And then he dies shortly after that. But um, That sounds stupid. Yeah, it is. And I think the movie was trying to kind of like poke fun at people who do sympathize more with the murderers in slasher films than Mm -hmm. with the actual victims who are usually just nameless right and i like that they actually went in a different direction with that yeah so he obviously latched on to jason yeah so basically they they discovered his body during the first week of deer season uh they tentatively ruled it a suicide but there was a lack of follow-up reports about the exact cause of his death which resulted in lots of urban legends around him in that area And the timing of the murder was really inconvenient because October 24th was a Monday. So Halloween celebrations had been happening over the weekend. And so police were having to deal with the killer as well as the usual pranksters. Oh. So they ended up shutting down Halloween in Greenfield and they moved the trick-or-treating to middle of the day. So that, like, parents had to take their kids out, like, midday instead of at night. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they canceled the Halloween parade, which is something that I feel like we should have here. Yeah, we should. I've never heard of a Halloween parade. Yeah, why don't we have Halloween parades? I don't know. We have a Christmas Santa Claus parade here. I also think it's interesting that they're, that it's phrased that way, like an inconvenient murder date. Like I know. Like, okay, sorry <laughs> that, that actually my how death wasn't convenient it. for you. Yeah, they like, did phrase it that way. Oh, geez. Um, I could have just not reiterated that, but whatever. I think it's, I think it's, an, I know that they did, but it's just interesting so petition for us our to have small town parades. yeah our small town has a lot of things like we have a medieval fair every summer uh we have the santa claus parade like we have the typical small town stuff which is really cool walk, right? we do have a pumpkin walk does that count maybe we should participate in that and see what the hell that's all about it's probably very farmery here Ugh, probably yeah um, anyway, the local theater in Greenfield changed their plans um, because they were planning on premiering Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Oh, no. And they were like, we shouldn't. This is probably not tasteful. Yeah, let's not. Let's okay. not. Yeah. <laughs> so they were worried that he would return, and they were worried about copycats. So this is before he was dead, right? During the manhunt. They thought yeah. he might come back and, like, do sequels. <laughs> Yeah, which makes sense for yeah. Halloween and costume. Yeah, like that makes sense. And they thought maybe there'd be copycats as well because it's around Halloween. Wrong movie, though, since he thought he was Jason. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like if somebody copycat, they're like, oh, well, he was Jason. I'll be Michael Myers. And Yeah, you know, like, like who knows, right? Maybe this should be a thing. <laughs> yeah, like people out there who are a little yeah. fucked up. Yeah. So, and they were also worried because it was around Halloween that someone would go out in a Jason costume and incite fear, right? Yeah. And riots or whatever. Yeah, if people thought it was them yeah yeah so this is why they shut it down um good idea guys so they suspected march mark march march brank mark branch (laughs) immediately and i'm not sure why like there isn't any real details but maybe there was a tip well and the um sharon had the file and it was her sister yeah and he also like did obviously take off right after right so he was missing and it's a small town so they everybody knows kind of about his horror obsession yeah um someone reported his car at the edge of the woods and police searched the woods but they didn't find anything oh no um so this is before his body was found and he also possibly made obscene phone calls to the girls at his school before he like committed this murder he would keep files about them and he would use them to make the calls and he would write notes to them explaining in gruesome detail how he would kill them Oh, and now he's all mad at Sharon for having a file on him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's a small town. Everybody oh, knows that you're a he creep. Just, yeah, he just didn't like that um, someone did to him what he'd been doing to these girls with yeah, the files. exactly. So Asshole. they also think it's possible local vigilantes might have hanged him. Oh. Yeah, and he did show up around Massachusetts days before his death. Like, there were sightings, oh. but he wasn't caught. And some think that the press managed to convince him to kill himself because they really demonized him in the media, obviously, because yeah. he was demony. Well, and he did murder a woman. Yeah. So they For think sure. maybe that's what, you know, he, yeah. he wanted to get away from that and killed himself. Maybe he actually finally felt a little guilty for that. Yeah, maybe. Because he's not actually Jason. He's not actually no. an unrepentant, like, demon killer from the bottom of a lake. Yeah, he might just be, like, some guy who's really into horror and then, like, something snapped and he finally just kind of was a little crazy and decided to start enacting the horror movies that he was watching yeah and then maybe it just turned out to be way worse than he had bargained for yeah because murdering someone how it looks in the movies is not how it feels probably how do you know i I (laughs) probably says ren potentially it's not the same (laughs) 
I don't know. I promise. Mm -hmm. This is why I know the guy from the Starbucks line. I'm the one who did it. Yeah. (laughs) If you kill me, it has to be in a second cup. Please. (laughs) Just killing people in coffee shop drive-thrus. But taking requests. Taking requests. I take I'm going to kill you, but you can choose which coffee shop. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the worst. Oh, everyone here would pick Tim Hortons. I guarantee it. I would pick Second Cup, though. Oh, man. What would I pick? Coffee Traders is nice. They've got, like, this attic-y space I could totally haunt. Oh, actually, that would be really nice. Yeah, it's hauntable. Yeah, and there isn't a Second Cup here in Cochrane, so I'd have to go to Calgary, which... That'd be terrible. It's terrible. No one should be sentenced to Calgary for their afterlife. That's just wrong. It is wrong. Okay, so I have some Friday the 13th shenanigans for you as well. Um, just one. Just one? Okay. Yeah, I was going to do a list, but then everything really bad happened on Friday the 13th throughout history, and I was like, okay, these cases are a lot, Yeah. and I want to do That's why I prefer justice. to just do, like, one case, and hopefully it's, like, short enough. Yeah, you get all the good details. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, yeah, I don't like to skimp on the, the details. Yeah, you want to know everything, so you don't want to just summarize yeah, no, exactly. Sometimes we have to. But we try not. We try to give you all the good stuff. We want to give you everything. This is just everything us. Everything you deserve. Showing up to your door with like gift baskets full yeah. of facts and on murder. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. First of all, there is apparently a word for people who have a phobia of Friday the 13th specifically. Okay. It's called, this is going to be hard to say, Frigatriskaidekaphobia. Oh, if you separate it, it's like frig at risk aid. Frig at risk aid. Phobia. Yeah. Frig at risk aid. Phobia. Frig at risk aid. Phobia, maybe. (laughs) There we go. I tried to say it really fast so it sounded like I know how to say it. And I think that it was all right. Okay. It's it's a weird thing. Yeah. So that was a fun fact for you. Now for something completely (laughs) different. The death of daredevil Sam Patch. Oh, poor Sam Patch. Hey, yeah. we are doing like Sam Patch and Mark Branch. Branch. I know. Weird. I know. When I was printing off uh, your case, I looked at that and I, I saw his name and I was like, okay. Twinsies. Well, this guy was actually not a terrible person. Well, I mean, he was questionable, but not a bad guy. But he was the dead one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Sam Patch, nearly immortalized as a legend, was America's first daredevil. Not evil Knievel? No. Okay. Sam Patch was, like, there are, like, children's books that, like, show drawings of him doing jumps. Okay, that's weird, because I've never heard of him. Yeah, I know. It's like, jo- he's like the Johnny Appleseed of daredevils, except <laughs> real. Yeah, it's okay. really interesting. And, yeah, he was America's first daredevil, and predictably, he died how he lived. As they do. Jumping from things. Yeah. That's- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They like that. They're into that shit. Yeah. So he was born in 1807 on a farm in Massachusetts. Hey. Whoa, Massachusetts. This takes place in Massachusetts too. It does. Okay, Massachusetts. Mark Branch and Sam Patch from Massachusetts. What the fuck? Hey, so now, you know, we haven't actually ragged on a state for a long time. Yeah, let's yell at you. Hey, Massachusetts. You're small and weird. I... Like you a lot, actually. I love you. I'm going to be tsundere about it. But we're going to go to you. We're going to come. Yeah, we're coming to Fall River. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, no, get out. (laughs) You shit talked us on a podcast once and that is just not acceptable. So he, yeah, um, his parents were named Mayo Greenleaf Patch. No. Or Mayo, but it's spelled Mayo Greenleaf Patch. Like mayonnaise. 
Yep, and Abigail McIntyre, who had a normal name. And Sam <laughs> was the fifth child in the family among his siblings Molly Greenleaf. Of course. Nabby. Samuel, who died as an infant. Because his name wasn't weird enough. Yep. Samuel, again. I assume they had another child and named him Samuel again. Oh. And to replace that's Well, maybe to honor. Okay. I li- I'm going to give them the charitable thing. It was probably to honor. Um, and Isaac. Okay. Mm-hmm. But spelled weird. Yeah, I've, I've seen some people spell it Isaac. <laughs> okay. And it's supposed to... Isaac is usually I-S-A-A-C. Not Isaac. A-A-C, yeah, two A's. Yeah, two A's, not like I-S-S. So what's up with Greenleaf? Greenleaf and Nabby. Yeah, like Molly and Samuel and Isaac, that's fine. That makes sense. But, I mean, Mayo was their father and his middle name was Greenleaf Patch. Oh, right, right. Greenleaf Patch. You have to carry on the... Okay. Yeah, so now you guys know that. And uh, it seemed that Sam was, like, at first, was going to be doomed to a life of child labor and later in life, adult labor. Yes. Spinning cotton in a mill. (laughs) However, he turned out to have quite a unique talent, which was jumping off of high things. I can do that, too. Um, Just can't land it all the time. You don't survive it as well as he did. (laughs) Although he also didn't always survive So his unique talent was staying alive after jumping. Yeah, yeah, like he entered in a certain way, so like he'd go in feet first and like slide on in there, like a sluice, I guess. Okay. Uh, when he wasn't working, like at the mill, he entertained the other boys by jumping off the mill dam. So by his early 20s, he was working at a mill in Patterson, New Jersey, and he was starting to jump from higher and higher places, testing his metal, I suppose. Okay. And he jumped off the 70-foot Passaic Falls, I think that's how you say it, Otherwise known as the Great Falls of Patterson in New Jersey. Sorry, New Jersey. Which pleased a large crowd that had gathered, and he performed this jump at least, like, twice more. And he also jumped 100 feet at Hoboken, New Jersey. So soon, Sam became known in the press as Patch the New Jersey Jumper. Nice. That's a cumbersome Patch the New Jersey Jumper. (laughs) It's kind of fun to say, though, at least the last part. Yeah. The New Jersey Jumper. Yeah, they should have shortened it to that. Yeah. (laughs) But he didn't stop there. Patch continued his career jumping from bridges, factory walls, and ships' masts. Um, His other nicknames included the Daring Yankee or the Yankee Leaper. I like the Yankee Leaper. I like that they called people Yankees. I forgot about that. And and the New Jersey Jumper. The Daring Yankee is not catchy at all, but he was the first Daredevil. So to be fair, they had never met a man like him yet. I don't, I think they could have done better. (laughs) You send, like, hate mail to the 1800s. You guys suck at naming jumping people. God, that's the harshest anon that the 1800s (laughs) could actually even receive, probably. (laughs) But you need to find an old-timey insult, too, so, you know. They'd be like, what's suck? What does it mean that we suck? (laughs) What does, that sounds lewd. Yeah. I do not appreciate it, a lady faints as she reads her anon hate. (laughs) Like, fetch Uh. the smelling salts. All right, so uh, Patch was also the first person to successfully jump from a raised platform into the Niagara River near the base of Niagara Falls. And he did this thing where he had, like, a pet bear cub, and he'd throw the bear Ooh, cub in before like him. Like Grandma. Yeah, like Grandma, except Grandma didn't throw her bear cub no, around. No, that's just like mean. A, Yeah, he did. The bear cub survived. Patch didn't. So there's okay. some karma for well, that's you. Good. Uh, unfortunately, you know, his talent could only last for so long. And on Friday the 13th, in November of 1829, Patch died while performing, for the second time in his soon to be shortened lifespan, a 125 foot jump from the high falls of the Genesee River. 
or Genesee. Uh, okay. How old is he then? 18, 20, he, 22? Yeah, he was only That's 22. That's just little. That's just little. Oh, yes, those baby 22-year-olds. <laughs> no, but that is a really young age to die. It like, is. no one should have to die in their 20s or their 30s or their 40s, honestly. People should just stop dying in general because I don't like it. I don't think that's a good solution. That would be lots of population. Well, now you're just like Thanosing this conversation, and that's not appropriate. Well, okay, if they want to not die, then they should also just stop birthing more of them. Well, okay, let me rephrase this. I plan on not dying until I plan on it. But yeah, so he he actually made this jump higher. Like he, this was the second time he did it, right? And he made it higher by like boosting the platform that he jumped yeah. from. And um, he, yeah, so accounts from the, like, 8,000 spectators who were present at the time differ on whether he actually jumped or if he fell. Because many people, he'd taken, like, a shot of brandy or something, and a lot of people thought he was, like, staggering drunk at the time, and other people said, no, he did this perfectly. And But he did oh. not necessarily achieve his normal feet-first vertical entry. Oh. Yeah, so when he landed, a loud impact was heard. According to many, a, quote, sickening crunch as Patch landed on his side and he never surfaced. Yep. Um, There were hopeful rumors that were passed around that he had hidden in a cave at the base of the falls and was, like, enjoying all the excitement he had created, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this is what fans want to believe. But his frozen body was found in the ice in Charlotte, Rochester, um, early the next spring on St. Patrick's Day, weirdly enough, by a farmer named Silas Hudson, who'd stopped by the river to give his horse a drink and instead discovered the gruesome sight. Perfect. Poor Silas. Perfect. (laughs) Yep, Sam Patch was only 22 years old. Local ministers and newspapers were actually quick to blame the crowd, you know, for, like, urging him to jump. And, like, they put the guilt of his death on them, which is a weird way to interpret it. Like, I get that. strange. But he also liked doing that. Yeah, like, he liked doing it. This was his thing. Yeah. um, So (laughs) he was buried in Charlotte Cemetery near where his body was found, right? And uh, a wooden board that's now gone was placed over his grave. It read... Sam Patch, such is fame. Okay. I, I mean, mean, that's good, but, like, why just a wooden people. board? A wooden board? No, he has a tombstone as well. Oh, okay. A wooden board was placed there, and I guess someone thought that fame will kill ya. And I guess it, oh, okay. it did, kind of, in his case. because It he did, but he died doing what he wanted to be doing, so it's, he was happy, theoretically. Hopefully. And, ho- and I assume it would have been quick. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. landing on the river on your side like that. Like, yeah. you'd probably just break it's your like spine hitting, and be going. Yeah, cement. Yeah, it's like King Concrete. Yeah, I remember doing a um a flip off the diving board at Killarney. Mm-hmm. You remember this yeah. pool? And landing flat on my back. Yeah, that, and it makes make it. such a loud noise when people yep. belly flop or back flop. Like, yep. It's like, kabam, and everybody laughs because they know what just happened. People were afraid for me because for a moment I was like a little bit paralyzed. Oh, yikes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had like, I've done a belly flop before and it, like it gives you the worst stomach ache after, like yeah, like your, your organs. internal organs are hurting. They're mad at you They're for doing that. They're super mad. <laughs> like you and you think you can conquer water. Stop, uh, yeah. stop using me as your shield. <laughs> like, but seriously, like yeah, no. And I used to like to do flips, like full front flips. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just don't make it all the way to your feet before you land. Yeah. So you land on your back, and your back also doesn't like that. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Backs don't like a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was, like, terrified for a full hour because, like, I couldn't feel, like, my left 
foot and we were treading water after i was trying to like brush it off and not show anyone i was like 11 and i was like you know afraid that i'm fine yeah. i'm okay yeah god i hope this isn't permanent yeah. <laughs> but yeah like inside things like that like a lot of the time they aren't luckily yeah yeah the moral of the story is that jumping is bad just don't do it just in general yeah they're like just keep your feet on the ground mm, never and jump don't jump no matter what the case <laughs> No matter what. I don't, I don't care if, like, you're being chased on the edge of a very short um, <laughs> ridge that you could absolutely clear if or you Or if you're jumping little. rope. Don't. Oh, no. shit. No, that's that's, a ga- that. that's the gateway drug is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> slippery slope. From, From jumping to more jumping. Yeah. Like, jumping just increases in severity. <laughs> Apparently, it did uh, that's for, a scientific uh, for fact. Sam. Well, it's an 1800s fact. <laughs> it is very scientific. Very so science was very advanced at that point. So oh, they were right. Okay. But, sorry, I just got excited. I had an what? idea for our patreons. Oh, okay. Um, patrons. Patreon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Patreon sounds like a Pokemon, you know, like Umbreon. Yeah. But um, yeah. So our little Pokemons. Uh, for the one dollar <laughs> tier, you can get me or like and or andrea to like you also get a shout out in the description and verbally on the podcast once but uh i was thinking you could also request us to say something weird on the podcast oh that's a good idea yeah like we won't say like obviously like you know slurs or whatever but like yeah swear is fine yeah just whatever you want us to say yeah like weird that shit you think, i mean if you want us to humiliate ourselves it's yeah no i will do that I for mean, one whole dollar fine <laughs> <laughs> I have no pride. I'm not going to let it get in the way of that $1 Ren that I need. to degrade himself. It's fine. I mean, it's not untrue. <laughs> but yeah, so do that. And right. for the $5 tier, you can get like maybe like two extra sentences and you also get bonus episodes and the shout out. Yeah, that would be great actually. Yeah. yeah. So just like... Visit us. Be a patron and then just email us if with whatever you want us to... Say or whatever. Yeah. Uh, at two scared siblings at gmail.com. And our Patreon is um, patreon.com slash two scared siblings. Yeah. Yeah. And follow us on Twitter at two scared sibs and Andrea. I am at Andrea Noel 3. And I am at toy carousels, but I, I have a lot of political bullshit that you probably won't like. And I have almost nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> we're Because I don't very do fun. anything on there. <laughs> but hey, you can follow two scared sibs and actually get relevant content. I do stuff on there. So what that's What do good. you do? Not much. Okay. But some. That, well, some content is the kind of content I like. Okay. So, and now's when we give you a smooch. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Sleep well.